Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. Cody. Welcome to the third episode of the Talking Disney Podcast. My name's Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Cody. How you doing, Cody? Doing pretty good, Jason. How was your week? Um, my week was doing all right up until today. Today we were notified, well, abruptly notified that there was a, a, ma- a major waterline break in, in our neighborhood or uh, a water line that affects our neighborhood, and we now have no water. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. So did you guys go to the store, buy a bunch of water to drink? or uh, We haven't yet. We we did have one uh, emergency gallon that we're, <laughs> that we're using for for different things. But ho- they're, they're saying that it'll be back up and running tomorrow. They hope. So who knows if that's going to be the case or not, but we'll see. Well, maybe by the time you get home from work, you'll have water. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully your work, your week gets a little better. Yeah, I, I think it will. Things will, things will turn around. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get started with some news. Yes. So this week, uh, we got some interesting news out of Walt Disney World, more specifically Walt Disney World's Epcot Park. This week, they announced um, that they are doing a completely reimagined entry pavilion to the Epcot Park. And I have this article from Disney Parks blog, and I'm going to share some of that with you today. It says, The ongoing evolution of Epcot includes plans for a play pavilion that'll be unlike anything you've ever seen at the park. This new space will be devoted to playful fun and feature an innovative city that'll come to life under the dome of the unnamed pavilion previously known as Wonders of Life. The pavilion city will be bursting with interactive experiences, your favorite Disney characters, hands-on activities, and engaging entertainment when it opens just in time for the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. As a part of the new entry experience, Leave a Legacy Photos will be moving into a beautiful setting just outside the park's gateway. Additional significant redevelopment will begin between Spaceship Earth Attraction and the World Showcase Promenade. More details about the transformation of this area will be announced at a later date. And if you're excited, as we are about these upcoming projects, you'll soon be able to look into the future with us at a new Experience Center coming to Epcot later this year. The Experience Center will be located in the Odyssey Events Pavilion and will feature interactive exhibits to help visualize park projects throughout the unprecedented period of transformation. So that's some pretty interesting news. So there aren't a lot of details concerning it yet. It's it's very vague at this point, um, which is to be expected. It's it's their first 
announcement of this so far. So the details are going to be very limited, but as, as the months go on, we will get more details um, as we progress and we will keep you updated on those details as they come out. So I'm assuming um, new. Yeah, go ahead. I'm assuming it's going to be ready by the 50th, which is well, October 1st, 2021. Yeah, because the because it's not necessarily the anniversary of Epcot. They're saying it's going to be in t- ready in time for the the fiftieth anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort, which opened in nineteen seventy one. So fifty okay. years would be two thousand twenty one. And right. I would imagine it's hard to say at this point, but I imagine that whenever they decide that they're going to start their anniversary celebrations. Um, which could be earlier in the year of 2021. I doubt they'd wait until October. Um, but I would imagine whenever they officially declare that this is going to be the start of our anniversary celebration period, I would imagine that that uh, pavilion center would be up and running. Okay, cool. And this experience center that they're talking about in the end of the article, that sounds to me very similar to what Disneyland has every now and then, uh, which is called the blue sky cellar where you can go in and look at, you know, models and, uh, project artwork and ideas that they've had and, uh, different things to kind of help visualize and promote, um, what the Imagineers are doing and working on what their goals are. Some of the concept art for different things, just kind of giving guests a kind of an exclusive look at what to expect. And so that's, that's pretty cool. I know when the blue sky cellar is open in Disney, California adventure park in Anaheim, I, I try to make my way in there if they've got a new showcase in there. All right. Um, also coming as a part of this reimagined Epcot experience, Um, They have announced previously some other additions and changes that they plan on making to Epcot Park. Uh, Those include the new and upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy themed roller coaster in Future World. Epcot Forever, which is a limited time nighttime experience over World Showcase Lagoon set to classic Epcot tunes, followed by an all new nighttime spectacular debuting in 2020 a space themed table service restaurant adjacent to mission space remy's ratatouille adventure attraction in the france pavilion patterned after the number one family attraction in disneyland paris a circle vision 360 film for the china pavilion and an updated o canada 360 degree show a signature dining experience inspired by the natural beauty of japan And finally, Beauty and the Beast sing along in the France Pavilion, showing in addition to the Pavilion's current film, Impressions de France. And that is the news for Epcot. All right, let's talk a little food at the Disney parks. Over at Disneyland Resort, you can check out the Fantasmic on-the-go dining package at the Hungry Bear Restaurant. With Fantasmic returning to Disneyland on March 8th. You won't want to miss out on this delicious on-the-go meal that includes reserved viewing for the nighttime show Fantasmic. Just select any time after 3 p.m. to pick a meal, dine at one of the restaurant's tables, or eat it on the go and continue your magical day at the park. Along with your meal, you'll receive a voucher 
allowing entry to a reserved viewing area for that evening's performance of Fantasmic. Some of the entrees created just for this event include cedar salt, roasted sustainable salmon, that's a mouthful, uh, barbecue chicken, blackberry barbecue pork riblets, or mushroom and leek frittata. Each of the dishes are served with a medley of rice, cranberry, apricot grains, as well as kale and garbanzo bean salad. Looks like the package is going to be $29.99 for adults and $19.99 for kids ages 3 to 9. I I have done the Fantasmic dining packages. I've done a couple of them. I've always gone and and done my dining experience at the Blue Bayou restaurant. Um, and it's been at Blue Bayou restaurant when they do the Fantasmic dining package. It's like a it's a one price type of deal where instead of like when you would normally go to Blue Bayou, you pay for your your starter, like your your soup or your salad or your gumbo, and then you pay for your entree. And if you get a dessert, you have to pay for that and your drink and all that. When they do the phantasmic dining experience, you just pay like a like a bulk price, sixty five dollars, and you call it good. You can get whatever you want um, for sixty five dollars, or not whatever. It's not all you can eat, but you get one starter, one entree, and one dessert and a drink for sixty five dollars. And they also give you, at least they were doing this before, I don't know if they're doing it with like the on-the-go um, dining option, but I know when you went to one of the actual sit-down restaurants associated with the Fantasmic Dining, they gave you like a little seat cushion, you know, like a little foam pad that you could use to sit on when you're viewing Fantasmic. So that was kind of nice. You don't have to sit on the, the cobblestone. Over at the Paradise Pier Hotel, they're bringing in a new uh, brunch, uh, Donald Duck Seaside Brunch at PCH Grill. Uh, it says, come on down and hang out with Donald and the gang while you feast on a delicious new brunch at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday starting March 29th. It'll be very similar to Donald Duck Seaside Breakfast where you can enjoy some Mickey-shaped waffles as well as an array of lunch dishes while visiting with Donald and company as they roam around. The menu features a little bit of everything from soup, salads, to pasta, pizza, and other rotating seasonal options. And for dessert, you can indulge in some delectable items such as ice cream sundaes, beignets with dipping sauce, and homemade bread pudding. For either the Fantasmic on the go or the Donald Duck Seaside Brunch uh, packages, if you want to make reservations, you can visit the Disneyland Resort website or you can call 714 781-DINE. That's 714-781-3463. And over at Walt Disney World Resort, they're coming out with a new dessert party. Uh, you can end your day in a galaxy far, far away with a Star Wars themed dessert party and exclusive viewing area of Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The, this dessert party experience begins inside the launch bay where you'll indulge in sweet and savory food items, alcoholic and non-alcoholic specialty beverages, beer and wine, or alternative non-alcoholic soft drinks. During the party, you're able to explore Star Wars Launch Bay, home to immersive exhibits and up-close look at costumes, models, concept, artwork, and actual props borrowed from Lucasfilm. At the end of the event, 
You will receive a souvenir Star Wars novelty as you are escorted to an exclusive viewing area where you'll be the center stage for Disney movie magic and Star Wars, a galactic spectacular, which is an amazing nighttime fireworks show complete with pyrotechnics, laser lights, memorable Star Wars moments. Uh, The menu for this dessert party includes Star Wars themed cupcakes, freeze-dried chocolate hazelnut mousse, warm bread pudding, red pepper hummus with smoked sea-salted flatbread, cosmic citrus twist, and a non-alcoholic jettison juice. The price for this is $79 per adult, which if you're 10 and over, they consider you an adult, and $45 per child age 3 to 9. Disney's Hollywood Studios admission is also required and is not included in that price. So you have to you have to already be in the in Disney Hollywood Studios. And another event taking place at Disney's Hollywood Studios is a Star Wars guided tour. During this tour, you'll get an exclusive guided voyage throughout the park with the VIP access to everything Star Wars. This includes fun experiences such as reserved viewing areas for Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away, and March of the First Order. Also, a special ride through hyperspace aboard a Star Speeder 1000 on Star Tours. The adventure continues. And then a delicious meal at the Backlot Express that may just include exclusive lightsaber churros. Uh, There'll be character meet and greets and a tour of the Saga-centric exhibits at Launch Bay. You'll also enjoy Meet the Makers and Path of the Jedi film viewings, as well as fun Star Wars trivia and fun facts throughout the day. Children ages 4 through 12 will also get the opportunity to train with a Jedi Master at Jedi Training Trials of the Temple. And at the end of the day, you'll gain access to a reserve viewing of Star Wars, a galactic spectacular nighttime fireworks experience. The price for this tour is $99 per person. And admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios is also required and not included in that price. For more information on the Star Wars, the Galactic Spectacular Dessert Party, and the guided tour at Disney's Hollywood Studios, you can visit the Walt Disney World Resort website or give them a call at 407-WDW-PLAY. That's 407-939-7529. Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa earns coveted Forbes Travel Guide 2019 Star Award. Forbes Travel Guide unveiled its annual star rating list this week, naming Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa at the Disneyland Resort as a new Forbes Travel Guide Star Award winner. As a Forbes Travel Guide recommendee hotel, it marks the first time that the Craftsman Style Retreat has received this honor, and it is the only hotel in Anaheim to earn this distinction. Some of the accolades given to the hotel included their recent refurbishment, impressive array of amenities, relaxing pools, beautiful spa, club-level concierge service in the veranda. Also, the Storytellers Cafe and Napa Rose were mentioned among the hotel's popular dining offerings, which will soon expand with the debut of the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures in March. If you haven't had a chance to stay there, which I have not, uh, right now is a great time as they're offering a 20% discount on standard rooms and a 25% discount on premium rooms. Uh, through April 11th of this year. Disney plans a holiday blitz of Star Wars and Frozen products. Disney recently announced that it will launch a wide range of consumer products for Star Wars and Frozen on October 4th to coincide with the theatrical releases of Star Wars Episode 9 and Frozen 2. For Star Wars, Disney will launch Triple Force Friday at midnight. Participating stores will sell a wide range of products, which include toys, collectibles, housewares, books, and apparel, 
based on Episode Nine and The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series that will appear on Disney+. Also, Electronic Arts will launch a brand-new video game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. For Frozen, Disney will launch a Frozen Fan Fest, a coordinated rollout of new products, special fan experiences, and in-store events across the world. Disney states that the fan experiences will continue until the film's premiere date, and that its product rollouts will continue after its release into the holiday shopping season. Disney plans to reveal more details about both these events later this year. And I think that's all for the news. So as of the night that we are recording, it is Sunday, the night of the Oscars. So when you listen to this podcast, it'll be a few days in the past. But the night of the Oscars, they debuted a new trailer for the Lion King live action movie that is set to debut in July 19th, I believe, of this year. And what's interesting about this new trailer that they've given to us is that it's not so new. This trailer is everything that we've seen from the original trailer that they put out in November of last year. The the only difference of this trailer is Mufasa's not giving his speech to Simba and you get one line from what sounds like Mufasa. It's just one line and then just... All the clips that we've already seen from the previous trailer, they've just kind of mixed them up and put them in. Yeah, a different I noticed order. it looked like there was possibly a few more different or different angles of the animals gathering. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't notice too much different yeah, about this. I'm one. just I'm curious if they're trying to keep it vague on purpose because from from what it sounds like, it's going to be really similar. And I and, and this could be completely wrong. They could add some different elements to it, kind of like they did with the live action remake of beauty and the beast. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be really familiar, really similar to the original animated version of the lion King. So they may just, we, we already know what the lion King is. We already know what the story is. So they may just be limited on what they show in the trailer because we've seen it in the original movie. Uh, yeah. With the Lion King about five months away from being released, I'm sure we'll, we'll see a few more trailers. Hopefully uh, that'll have a little more information for us before we go see it. Regardless, I mean, they could put out nothing until July and I'll be there in the theater opening night. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to see it for sure. So speaking of the Oscars, uh, this was the 91st Academy Awards and Disney had quite a few nominations this year, uh, a total of 17 nominations in 10 different categories. Uh, Black Panther was the leader with seven nominations, including Best Picture, followed by Mary Poppins Returns had four nominations, Avengers Infinity War, Bow, Christopher Robin, Incredibles 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Solo, A Star Wars Story, all had one nomination. Uh, speaking of that Best Picture nomination for Black Panther, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, this will be the fifth Best Picture nomination for a Disney film, and they have never won. Really? Um, Mar yeah, Mary Poppins uh, was the first one. Um, we had Beauty and the Beast was nominated. We had Up nominated, and... Toy Story 3. So Black Panther will be the fifth 
And obviously, if you're watching this or actually listening to this on Tuesday, you would have already known the result. So we'll we'll start right away with that best picture category. And Black Panther, unfortunately, did not win. Uh, they lost out to a movie called Green Book, which I did not see. I guess I need to get to the out to the movies more, but I can't even tell you what it's about. I don't. I don't even rem- recall that. I don't even remember anything about it. Yeah, so they unfortunately didn't win. So the the streak, the streak continues. Hey, well, at least unfortunately, they're, they're nothing but consistent. So there, there you go. It was. I did remember reading. It was the first superhero movie nominated for best picture. So that's that's uh, I guess that's an accomplishment for him. Yeah. But all right, some of the other awards that Disney was able to win tonight. Uh, was let me obviously get to edit this out. Let's see. Dang, my pages got all mixed up. Seven, eight. There we go. What'd you do that for? I don't know. I don't know. All right. So I'm gonna start that part over. Some of the other words. Let's see. All right, so some of the other awards that Disney was nominated for and or won included uh, Achievement in Costume Design. Black Panther won that. Um, Achievement in Production Design. Uh, Black Panther won that one again. Uh, Mary Poppins was also nominated for that one, but got beat out. Uh, Achievement in Sound Editing. Black Panther was nominated, but did not win. Lost out to Bohemian Rhapsody, which I thought was a very good movie. Not Disney-related, but... Very good movie. Uh, Achievement in sound mixing. Black Panther was nominated, but lost out again to Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, The best animated feature film of the year, which is a pretty big one for Disney. They've won this numerous times since uh, the award started in 2001. Matter of fact, I think they had a streak of six wins coming into tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, Incredibles 2 or Ralph Breaks the Internet internet were not able to beat out spider-man into the spider-verse which is marvel i guess technically uh, I, th- I believe it's sony animation pictures um i i didn't get a chance to see it uh but i know a lot of people have and thought it was a thought it was a great a great movie i don't know if you got to see it no i didn't get to see this movie either but i i heard similar things that Pretty much everyone that I know that did go see this movie had a lot of good things to say about it. All right. Uh, Moving on to the next category, Best Animated Short Film, which throughout Disney's history, they've had quite a few uh, movies win this one. And uh, that continues this year with uh, Bao winning the end. Did I say that right, Bao? I'm pretty sure you did. Okay, they won the best best animated short film uh, this year. So congratulations to Disney Pixar on that one. Which that's kind of interesting, an interesting short in itself because I know when it was initially released, which I think it came with Incredibles two, if I'm not mistaken. I know several people that were very confused with this short when it first when they first saw it. Yeah, I, I, I don't I know if you had similar thoughts to that. Yeah, uh, I know it was 
a lot of confusion. Um, I got to see it after I didn't get to see the movie right away. So um, I was able to going in, I knew what it basically what the concept was about and it really didn't confuse me, but yeah, I did hear that. So, and yeah, it was with Incredibles too. So, all right. Next category, we had three Disney movies nominated for achievement and visual effects, Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, and Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, but that one, all three of those lost out to a movie called First Man. So there was a 60% chance that Disney was going to win that category, but it didn't happen. So, um, And then we had a couple of musical ones, original score. Uh, Black Panther actually was the winner in that one. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns was also nominated, but lost out. And then Best Original Song, I actually thought that uh, The Place Where Lost Things Go for Mary Poppins had a pretty good shot. Um, all, uh, all the Stars from Black Panther was also nominated, but that lost out to Shallow, which was um, from A Star is Born with, um, or the music and literature by Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, and a couple other people. So, um, And then that was it as far as the category. So... 17 nominations, pretty good. Um, I wanted to throw a little trivia out there for you. Um, about the, I found an article a couple weeks ago leading up to the Academy Awards uh, that I kind of, I knew, but I didn't know all the numbers. Uh, but Walt Disney is actually, uh, holds the record for most Oscar wins in history. Uh, he has 22 competitive Academy Award wins. Uh, over his career and was nominated 59 times. Uh, if wow. you add in his, yeah, if you add in his four special awards, uh, brings it up to a total of 26 wins and all. And I know one of those special awards was, uh, I'm sure if you're a Disney fan, you've seen the, the old clips of Shirley Temple and him. He got the, a special award for Snow White, had the, had the big Oscar and then seven little Oscars. I know it's displayed somewhere is it is it at the disney studios or i believe so i mean i know okay. it was a part of the exhibit when they had his office on display right um but i don't know it where it's currently at and if it's currently on display anywhere gotcha okay. or if they just have it in the archives right. right so jason i i have a question for you you you've expressed to me in the past that you're not a big superhero movie person did you did you see black panther i did see black panther uh enjoyable movie uh but like you said i'm not a huge superhero type uh movie type person i do enjoy uh the avengers movie and movies probably for the fact that it's just not concentrated on one superhero you know mm -hmm. um you have a collection uh but for for the most part, you're right. I'm not, I'm not a huge superhero movie guy. Um, I'm a probably a bigger fan of the animated movies. Uh, but I did I did watch it. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily think it was uh, a best picture. But I mean, if it would have won, I'd have been happy because it's you know because it's a Disney movie. So, right. um, so I was cheering for it. But yeah, not. Not a huge 
superhero guy, I guess. So you you like the Avengers in the in a, in films as as a group with with all of them in a film together, but you're not so much of a fan as like the individual Iron Man, Captain America, Thor movies as as standalone movies. Right, right. I mean, I watch them. Uh, uh-huh. I you know I'll go next one coming out. Obviously, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'll go watch that. Uh, I'll be there for Avengers this year. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, not a, I don't know, I guess it stems cause I wasn't really big into comics when I was a kid. So, right. uh, I never, I don't know if you say developed the love for the superhero type stuff. Uh, but I mean, if I, if I had to choose, cause I, you know, there's the Marvel, then there's DCU or whatever. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I would probably classify myself as more of a Marvel type guy, maybe cause they're associated with Disney, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'll watch them and they're good movies, but I'm not, uh, you know, maybe on some of them, I'm not there opening night or maybe I wait. I, I didn't go see Black Black Panther in the, in the in the theater. I waited when it came out. I bought it. So. Okay. So I'll buy them just, just to add to my collection, but. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So we got a few emails from some. All right. Yeah. We got some emails. From our okay. listeners last week, we uh, last week we talked about the five things we would change with Disney, whether that was uh, you know the the theme parks or whatever it may be. We kind of left it up to people's imaginations. Now ours that we talked about mostly dealt with Disneyland Resort, uh, Disneyland California Adventure, um, but we got some emails with some uh, with some things that some of our listeners would share, and the first one came from. Amy, uh, she says, I would change their prices. They make so much money with their movies, theme parks, etc. They don't need to keep raising the prices. We all love the Disney park, so we'll still go. It's just a bummer. So, yeah, I yeah. can I can see that prices yeah. are high. Um, you know, every year, I know they raise the general admission prices, uh, annual pass prices go up, but you know what? They keep they stay busy. You know, and I I would say possibly they get even busier. So, um, yeah, it, every time they, they come out and they raise prices, the, the internet kind of has an uproar and I'm no longer going to, to Disney. I'm, I'm not renewing my annual pass and right. Attendance is not going down. Right. They're not hurting. So no, they're not. If anything, they're continuing to succeed. Right. Yeah. And I've seen some people that I'm friends with on Facebook, you know, uh, we can't afford Disneyland no more. They raised the prices. We're not going. Two months later, what do I see? Pictures of them at Disneyland. So, uh, <laughs> and, so yeah. and they raised their prices earlier this year than they have in previous years. Previous years, they've done it March ish. Okay. This year, they did it like right at the turn of the year, right at the beginning of 2019. I've heard rumors, and again, these are just rumors. There's nothing really backing this, but people are speculating that it's possible we could see at least in, at the Disneyland resort, another price increase this year um, before galaxy's edge opens. Oh man, Facebook and Twitter and all that. They'd be in uproar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? People, but, people still but, go, <laughs> but people are going to be lined up, you know, oh, several days in advance. Right. It's going to be a nightmare when, when galaxy's edge does open, whether no matter how much it costs to get right. in, or even, even if, I mean, this is really crazy and, Again, this this is coming from from nowhere but my own imagination. But even if they said 
you know, here's a ticket for Disneyland. If you want into Galaxy's Edge, you have to buy this other ticket. Oh, wow. That'd be crazy. You know, and but there'd still be a massive line. People would buy it. You know, people want to go in. Right. So it, right. it still wouldn't still wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Kind of off the topic of the change of price. But I when you talked about started talking about Galaxy Edge, I, I, I saw a meme the other day that had it had the uh, like a satellite view of Disneyland. It had the Galaxy's Edge outlined in pink and it said, uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge. And then it had the rest of Disneyland outlined in another color. And it said Galaxy's Edge Q area. So that's just a representation of what the what those lines are going to be like. So I mean, but I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting to see that first day, that first week, right. that first month. What especially? I mean, it's going to be summer. Kids in California are going to be out of school. Yeah. Families are going to. That's when families take vacations. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do as far as crowd management when that land opens yeah i'll be i'll be uh watching it all from uh, my home and i'll be looking on facebook for all the people no no doubt people will complain because people complain uh about anything so yeah um but yeah i know i can remember some of the the lines and the wait when uh cars land opened so uh, i assume very similar possibly even even greater lines so um all right. Well, yeah. thank you. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I, I can agree with that because I think Star Wars reaches a broader audience. It has a, a larger fan base right. than Disney Pixar's Cars, the movie, right. had. Right. You know. Which I love Cars. I do yeah. too. It, and, and the land that they've built uh, for Cars. Oh, amazing. The, the Radiator Springs is amazing. Yeah. A great place to take pictures. It is. So. And especially at night and they, they, you know, they play the music from the movie when they turn on all the neon. And right. It's, I mean, it, you walk into the movie when you walk into cars. Land. Exactly. It's, it's one of a kind. Yep. So thank you, Amy, for your email. And yes, thank you, Amy. The next email I got from Amber. She says, speaking in regards to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, I would love to see an Aladdin ride or something to do with it. I know Aladdin played at the Hyperion, but sadly I didn't get to go before it went away. Uh, we got to see Frozen there last time we went, and it was great, so I'm sure Aladdin was just as good. Also something for Rapunzel. And she mentions Walt Disney World has a themed rest area and her tower, which I don't know because I've never been there. Uh, but those two things alone make me want to go to Disney World ASAP. And for California Adventure, something so simple, uh, bring back those big California lettering in front of the entrance. I remember seeing them when I went as a teen. So I guess it's more of a nostalgia thing. So yeah, she, she's like you. She likes the nostalgia. I let, yep. Yep. Uh, those, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to those California letters coming back in some form, you know. Uh, and the Rapunzel thing, I don't know. I've never been to Walt Disney World. I don't know if you've seen the themed rest area. Yeah, they, they've got this little area kind of at the, gosh, I, I'm trying to remember because I've only been there once, but they, kind of like on the edge of Fantasyland, they've got this little area. I don't, yeah, it might just be a rest area. I don't remember there really much being there, but okay. I could be wrong. Um, but it's, you know, it's got that kind of Fantasyland-ish um, building style, kind of like how we have in our Fantasyland, that kind of architecture. Right. Um, and it might be the same architecture from the movie. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. And they've got those little, the little sun lanterns or, you know, flag things that kind of strung up through there from the movie. 
Oh, okay. And kind of off on a mountain um, near that little rest area, if that's what it is. They've got like a force perspective uh, tower that resembles the tower from the movie. Right. It's 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 not big by any means, um, but they they're kind of making it look like it's off in the distance okay. using force. Perspective. So if you're a fan of uh, the movie, obviously a uh, nice place to rest, and, take your kids. Yeah, and it is a really nice place for for photos too. And I do know that they, in that area, they do have, at least some of the time, cast members, like the photo pass cast members taking pictures in that area. Right. And you know how you've seen pictures where people put their hands out in front of them and they add like a Tinkerbell in their hands or something? Yeah, I've got one of myself with Tinkerbell. Yeah, they do something similar over here in this area where they put have people put their hands out in front of them and they'll put one of those paper lanterns from um, Tangled in their hands. Okay. So... It, it is like a little tangle themed area. That's definitely what they're going for there. And it, it is, it is, you know, very aesthetically pleasing. Right. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Amber, for the email. Uh, we hope to hear from you again. Uh, next one comes from James. His is very short. Uh, he says he would like to see the, uh, like the bands that they have at Disney world uh, brought to Disneyland, um, which I've never, like I said, I never got to go to. Disneyland and or Disney World, sorry. Um, so I can't really comment on it, but I know you've been there. I don't know what was your experience with the what do they call magic bands or oh, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That magic band, yeah. Okay, yep. I thought maybe he was um, talking like music, about, like, musical bands. <laughs> right. and I was like, I don't really know what he means by <laughs> by bands. I didn't really have much experience with right. that when I went. Okay, but that that changes my comment. Okay, uh, so magic bands. Magic bands, magic bands, magic bands. Um, I 100% agree with James on, on magic bands. Magic bands in the Magic Kingdom make everything so nice, so easy, so simple. I love magic bands. Right. And if they brought them into uh, Disneyland Resort, um, I think that would be great. They, You can use your magic band in Walt Disney World for anything and everything. It can, they put, if you're staying at a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel, which they have like, 40 of them. So there's a good chance you are, especially <laughs> if you're coming from out of state, you know, um, visiting the resort, right. they put your room key on it and you can open the, the door on your hotel with your magic band. You can pay for your food with your magic band. You can pay for merchandise at the, at the stores with your magic band. And you can, cause you can link a debit or a credit card with your magic band. And then you can create a pin pin number for your magic band and you can you can tap your magic band and you can put in the pin that you create for your magic band and it authorizes a a transaction on your card and they store your fast pass information your dining reservations and is it, so they make it to where it's like you don't need a a room key right. you don't need a a form of payment so so um, sounds like just, you can it, leave i mean you can leave everything in your hotel room i mean your wallet yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't even, I mean, you wouldn't need like the Disney app or anything like that. Everything's on there, huh? Yeah, yeah. it, it makes it really nice, really simple. And All right. when I went, I mean, that was one of the things I was most excited for going to Walt Disney world, obviously going to Walt Disney world in general, but the being able to use the magic band and just being able to experience that it really made the trip, um, better in my opinion it, it added an extra level of of magic to the to the trip right now do you think with the obviously the different size of 
you know, Walt Disney World compared to, you know, all the different parks compared to Disneyland Resort with only the two parks. Uh, and then obviously the cost of, because uh, I'm assuming they would need all the all the stuff to read the magic bands at all the rides or whatever. Would it be would it be cost effective to do it out at Disneyland? And an interesting question. Because um, I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. So, I, and I'm sure there is too. Yeah. Um, but they're they're already using a lot of that RFID because that's what it is in the magic band. It's they've got RFID and I mean there's all kinds right. of stuff in them. Um, but I, a lot of people were thinking that they were starting to go that direction in Disneyland because of the new like fast pass scanners right. that they've set right. up for the fast pass rides and that they've, they've now got max pass over Disneyland where you can schedule fast passes on the Disneyland app. Right. And, you know, even for rides that don't have like an actual terminal, you know, and, it's so it, it made it seem to a lot of people that they were kind of testing the waters to see how people right would react in Disneyland to, to, you know, using a device or something, because now if, if you get a physical fast pass from one of the distribution centers, you know, with your park ticket, it, it doesn't spit out a paper fast pass anymore. It's, right. it's a reminder. It's just a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they don't actually, you, you know, collect them right. or anymore. They, they want you to either scan your park ticket um, because it's stored on your park ticket. So that's something similar. Now they're, they're linking them with, right. park which, tickets. which when I, when we went last November was the first time we got to use the new fast pass system, which I thought was great. I, I did miss, cause I would normally come home with like five or six different fast passes that weren't used. So then they would become right. part of my, you know, collection. And uh, so mm-hmm. I, I don't have those anymore, but yeah, the, the the fast pass system was 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 great and yeah i'd say if if they if they brought it i'm sure if they brought the magic bands to disneyland that would be cool so yeah thanks james for your thank you james for your email and we got one more uh it's one from uh, brianna it says hey jason and cody so i'm not sure if this is completely accurate because i've unfortunately never been to disneyland well you'll need to change that brianna uh, you need to plan a trip to go to Disneyland. Uh, but yes, ju- she does. Yeah. But judging by the videos I've seen, I feel like there are more Disney characters walking around Disneyland than at the Magic Kingdom and Disney World. It just ma- makes the Disneyland Park seem so much more magical. I feel like it's so scheduled at Disney World that you don't see many characters unless you stand in a long line to meet them. Or in the parades and shows, of course. So I would definitely make that change. So I'll let Cody comment on that since I've never been to Disney World. Uh, what what is the? Have you noticed a difference between uh, the amount of characters or characters walking around between the two? Yeah, I, I noticed when I was in Disney World, and I, I know what she's what she's getting at here. Uh, when I went to Disney World, the way that they would do like character meet and greets, they they almost had like these these very specific areas um, and it would like, you could even get fast passes for these meet and greets in the, and that's like, I think how, what she's talking about with like these really long lines, it's like the, they get to the point where, because they put so many characters in one building, one location, one, whatever, and you've got five or six characters, princesses, the fab five, whatever other kind of characters um, in one location. And 
you go and and you you take your pictures with them. I don't know quite how it works because I I didn't do it when I was there. I don't know if you get in that line, if you then can like if you go inside and then okay if you want Ariel go in this line, if you want Snow White go in this line, you want you know whatever this line, or if you go in and then you you meet one and then the line continues, you meet another, the line continues, you meet another. So I'm not sure how that works, but I do know that they. They have their character interactions, their meet and greets, very like this is the spot you go to, and this is the line you get in if you want to meet these group of okay. characters. And at Disneyland, it, it, the characters have their spots. They don't quite just roam around the park freely. They, you know, they have their handlers, and they do kind of walk around a little bit more than I, I guess they would in Disney World because they'll come from some backstage entrance. And they, they might walk 100 feet, 200 feet to where their spot right. is. And they'll interact with people as they're walking around. I know when I went a couple of years ago with my with my brother, we were walking through Frontierland and, and Woody was just finishing his meet and greet. And he was in, in at like the end of Frontierland um, close to kind of getting into uh, New Orleans Square. And he was going back into the backstage area because he, he was done, right? And so he was walking and he had his handler there with him and my brother, he really likes Woody. And so he pulls out his phone and kind of, you know, f- turns on the, the selfie camera and holds his phone up to try to position it to where he can get <laughs> him and, and Woody in the picture walking behind him. And, and and Woody sees him doing that and he kind of leans in for the picture and puts his guns up. And and so they, they do provide some interactions with guests while they are walking to and from their, their designated spot, but they do have designated right. spots where, you know, Mickey meets here, you know, on main street or, you know, in town square, Minnie's here, Donald is here, Woody meets over here. Um, but they do, they do walk around a little bit. They do have a little bit more freedom in that aspect, I think, than they do right. over in, in Walt Disney All right. World. Well, very good. Very good. Thank you for the email, Brianna. And thanks to everyone for their email. Uh, it, it was cool to see four, four emails in there. So um, yes. if you have a comment or a question uh, anytime, uh, besides the times where we try to solicit some responses, I- anytime you want to contact us, you can reach us at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your comments, your questions. If you have a show idea, something uh, you want to talk about, uh, or you want to hear us talk about, um, we, we, we would love to hear it. Um, you can also reach us on, uh, Twitter at talking Disney and on our Facebook page. Uh, you could just search talking Disney podcast. All right, Cody, where can, where can the, uh, the listeners reach you at? Uh, I do have a personal Twitter account. Uh, that is at Coyote Jackson 97. So if you care to follow me on there, you can go ahead and do so. All right. And last thing I wanted to share is uh, some of the places where you can listen to the podcast. Uh, we, we do host it on, on, on Podbean. So obviously if you have an account there or have the app, you can, uh, you can listen to it this week. We've added a few more. Uh, you can hear us uh, or you can find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Blueberry, Spreaker, and our newest is TuneIn. Just uh, whichever service you use, just search for Talking Disney Podcast, and you should be able to find us. And if you're 
your directory or whatever you use has a has a spot where you can uh, rate or review us, we would we would love to hear from you. Um, and that's all we have for episode three. Uh, so we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey. Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh. <laughs> Goofy. Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon It's always Mickey Mouse K-E-Y Why? Why? Because we like you M-O-U-S-E Be careful getting home. Bye-bye. <laughs>